Here we go! My name is Bubba. My name is Anna. And you're tuned into Church Nerds, an LTN radio morning show and a proud member of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network. And hey, if this is your first time, well, welcome to the Madhouse. Hi there. Good morning. Uh, or, or good afternoon or good evening or good nondescript part of the day. Yeah, we go through this every time, but, but it, I'm sticking by. It's a morning show, so I'm mm, just going to say good morning. It's always morning every somewhere. Every time. It is. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Allegedly. Um, If you believe in such things as time. <clears throat> well, it uh, as we're recording, it is not morning here. But it is raining. It is raining, which makes it feel like morning. It. I love it so much. I would love it more if I if it was like a scheduled stay in bed day. Okay. But it is not. It is not one of those. Yeah. So, save it for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I I I had to get up and do homework for this here show. Yes, you did. And so um, I I've been up since um, six a.m. Mm. and uh, slept very little last night. Yeah. Because well, you know. Sorry about your bad Homework. luck, friend. Well, you know, it, it's a situation that I put myself in. It, uh, facts. Those are, um, fa- those are facts right there. So <laughs> I was trying to uh, be a responsible person, yeah. a responsible producer and host. Hostesses. So I think I you're am. doing great. Hey, it's going to be a great episode. Today we're talking about The Chosen. The Chosen. Season yes. two in particular. Mm-hmm. And we, if you, we did. I feel like it was like three episodes on the chosen last season or last uh, year. I think it was definitely two, Maybe and we, two? we referenced it several times. Just loved did, that show. Yeah, yeah, and we'll talk about that some more. First, did you actually want to introduce yourself beyond your oh, name? Uh, yeah. Whoops. Um. Whoopsie daisies. I know. I oops, think we just berries. we just assume people know us, and maybe they all do. So yeah. briefly. Hey, my name is Bubba, as previously mentioned. I am one of the founders of Love Thy Nerd, which is a ministry that exists to be the love of Jesus to nerds and nerd culture. And uh, to be real is the organizational reason that you're listening to this podcast. Hey, um, yeah. And uh, we've been doing this for about four years now. Uh, Not this podcast. Nope. <clears throat> Three seasons of this podcast. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Put that yep. in your pipe and smoke it. Mm-hmm. But Love Thy Nerd has been going since I think I did the math correctly. And it was like February of 2019. Don't look at me for any of this stuff. I don't remember any of those cute little dating anniversaries I, or any of that I'm going to be garbage. the worst old man in the world. Because like <sighs> you hear it like, oh, I was 1908 and it was 4.30 in the afternoon and the sun was shining in the western quadrant of the sky. That's not going to be me. I'm going to be like, I think it was this decade, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm just, I'm not a good Ooh. time person, but I know we're rolling up on four time years. Time Lord. So, ooh. I would be a terrible time lord. <laughs> yeah. It's all wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff to me. Yeah. Yeah. But we're we'll be four years old. Love thy nerd will. Yes. In February 
of 2022. So you do the math. It's it's been a blur. Well, and I'm what here on this time. I'm here on this podcast because this is the thing. This is the thing that I do with you. Uh, you're here on this podcast because literally nobody would listen to it if it were just me. That, um, which some people might, though true, not all of them, Ouch. but some of them might. So I, res- I respect the truth in this statement. Hey, here's the thing. I don't think that they would listen to this podcast if it were just me either. I, I would argue. We have a special thing together, you and I. So I am riding your coattails. Yes. Um, I don't know. Cause, um, I was trying to talk to just people on, um, while we were playing dice throne, Marvel dice throne, um, mm-hmm. for co-optional on Saturday night. And I was terrible at that this last I, week. I, I it think was, if you... it was really rough. <clears throat> I didn't really like keep a list of things to talk about in my brain. And then, um, it, uh, it just blew up in my face. So here's the, here's the trick to talking when nobody's around not apologizing for not having something to say. Well, it's like, I just want to look around the room and be like, um, so mouse pads, let's talk about mouse pads for a second. Also. And yeah, I, you know, I, I manage, um, Jay and Pay's stream. He's uh-huh. my brother. And those, these are some of the conversations we have frequently in staff meetings <clears throat> is I'll say, Hey Tim, what are we talking about this week? And he goes, well, I don't, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, no. Let's bullet point uh, yeah, some mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. You know, people need plans for yeah. these things. And I well, freaking I, know this because Jaboy talks. Yeah, so much. Well, okay, so I do have some plan right now. Oh, okay. which is I'm very excited. You about know this. what time it is? Nerd Game quiz time. time. Peanut, Peanut butter, butter jelly, jelly time. time. Jinx. Wow, that was the uh, high five. That was the close your eyes and clap at the same time thing. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Are you ready? Hold on, I need to okay. disclaim one time. Okay, I have seen Game of Thrones recently. Uh huh. <clears throat> I'm not here to tell you you should watch Game of Thrones, friendly listener. Yes, because this is a show. I haven't watched it. This is a show legitimately that I I cannot in good conscience recommend broadly mm-hmm. i say this if you have seen it i would love to have a conversation with you about any of the any of you the episodes do say that here's the deal these are gotcha quizzes we learned this with the <laughs> x files so I, I while i do like just i see your face i think that you're gonna get some of these <clears throat> especially since I, you've seen it recently I think, so. I, I think i will but i will i will preface it with this and this is like when you cook something for somebody you're always like apologizing mm-hmm, profusely mm-hmm. immediately set the expectation low, low like, way like low. probably gonna fail yeah and then when it's a whoopie pie and then they're like oh my gosh Oof, we then are, it just makes it that much sweeter I had yeah we haven't talked about that Four? Did you see them just like disappearing did you know that off Caleb the plate? Did not get a single one. I mean, I know I this makes me a bad four. dad, but I'm okay many. with that. I was surprised we had so many left over. He's got a lot of candy. Um, it's interesting because everybody was so excited about whoopie pie season, and then not that many of them were eaten. So we'll talk. We'll talk about whoopie pie season. We'll talk about that later. Episode. Okay. I, but what I'm trying to say is, I'm bad with names. Okay. I well, can watch an entire series and not get names. Go. I won't be able to. Uh, pronounce them either. So Perfect. use that like Perfect. best guesses. The phrase Valar Morgulis. Morgulis Morgulis. Yes. Something. Okay. It translate as what in the common tongue? Dude, I 
don't freaking know. Um, uh, spaghetti and meatballs. No. What is it? All men must die. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What is, what is, uh, well, there's a lot of fritten. It doesn't so matter. Go ahead, keep going. So far as your own. There's, a, there's um, another one. I hope it comes up okay. that I really know. Who's the commander of Daenerys <clears throat> Stormborn's Unsullied Warriors? Daenerys. Um, his Daener- name is Worm, Grey Worm. Correct. Yeah. You got one. Hey. <laughs> I got a name. What is the name oh, of great. Arya Stark's small sword given as a gift uh, by Jon Snow? Oh, uh, that meant like naming like a lot, like in Lord of the Rings, right? Like mm-hmm. naming the blade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is not Sting, by the way. Oh, uh, it's but maybe kind of similar. Stabby. A, a stinger um, kind of resembles yeah, I, one of these. I use them a lot. Needle, need, it's needle. The needle, it's yeah, needle. needle. Because it's it's like a it's a very thin like a rapier. A rapier. Okay, so is it like a half? Freaking bad to the bone. Okay, where was Tywin or Tywin? Tywin. Tywin, Tywin Lannister. Lannister when he was <laughs> murdered with a crossbow. By his son, he was on Tyrion. the toilet. Yeah, yeah, you got it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hey, that happened to somebody in the Bible, I think, too. Well, th- dude, did Tywin. he stab him right in the belly, and then like a whole bunch like of fat ate the sword? No, it, oh, it was, was such a right. long scene, and honestly, he uh, had being on the toilet. Well, like he opens it up, and he was like, "You're not gonna do that." And then, like, there's a lot of weird stuff that's going on in that moment, and and like, long story short. He's like crying <laughs> on the toilet. No, 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 no. His son is crying. Oh. Oops, spoilers. Um, and it, I, boom, we already spoiled that. We already said his son. Okay, pops him. He didn't want to, but he had to. On the toilet, <clears throat> on the undignified. Toilet. Okay, ready. Which character ends up being ruler of the Seven Kingdoms? Wait, oh, it is a name. What do you mean ends up being ruler of the Seven Kingdoms? Because there are a lot of people that sit on the iron throne that's the toilet whole, as it were <laughs> the iron toilet um I'm, I'm gonna say daenerys targaryen it says ends up the last person to sit the last to, person to be ruler oh of crap seven hold kingdoms. on um spoiler you were wrong you Jon were... snow no that sits on the throne bran stark Oh, okay. That's like the very absolute last scene. Okay. They have this whole council. I remember it. I remember okay. it. So what is the and nickname? I wouldn't have called him Bran Stark anyway. That Stannis Baratheon yep. gives to. <laughs> you're doing great. <laughs> this is like reading. This is like reading Chronicles. No, you're doing, hey, you're doing great. You're doing great. Gives to Davos <laughs> Seaworth. Davos. 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 Say, no, say it. Start from the beginning. <laughs> Without all the names, just say what the things are. What is the nickname that the one guy gave to the other? <laughs> Gosh, what is his nickname? These things come in layers. Just gonna say. Baratheon gave, gave to Davos. I don't know. The Parfait Knight. Never would have got that. It's the Onion Knight. Though. Oh, the Onion Knight. 
<laughs> I did a Shrek thing. Uh, yeah. Shrek and Game of Thrones, they're basically the same thing. A lot of unsavory yes. content Onions. in the two of them. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I, I have no memory you of that. You didn't know that one? The Onion Knight? Okay. Question seven. I remember a lot of other things about Davos. <gasps> Who was a squire to Brienne of Tarth? Oh my Tarth? gosh. What is his freaking name? Uh, I don't, I don't know his name, but I, I know exactly who this person is. Pod. Pod. Okay. As in Podrick Payne. Podrick. Podrick. Yep. There it is. As in (coughs) tripod. Nope. Oh, yeah. You're getting further away. You're getting further away. (laughs) Okay. The drummer from which band made a cameo appearance in the show during the Red Wedding the drummer. Oh. I'm. Just, I'm just gonna say the drummer from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, because Red Wedding. Mm-mm. I don't know. I have no idea. It was all yellow. It was all. Do you know that song? Oh, it was all yellow. That's the name of the band. Nope. This the the they did that song. Coldplay. Right? Oh, Coldplay. Ugh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. What's the name of John Snow's Dire Wolf? If, why I what did I say before we did this? <laughs> this I'm not a, a names guy. It's and one then they're syllable. Like, okay, hey, it's, it's fine. One syllable. Uh, bark. Uh, wolf. Bane. Uh, Stephanie. I don't know. <laughs> Ghost. Ghost. Okay. I, again, I don't think I would ever got that. Actor played the character Ned Stark. There's a lot of Starks. This must be an important family. The what Stark is his family. Name? Tony. <laughs> yes, Boromir, yes. What's his name? Sean Bean. Sean Bean. I'm going to give it to you. Okay. You got it. Okay, so you got one, two, three, four. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> but it was like, like seriously, I said, and then it changed all of the answers and all the questions because it was not names. And it heard me say that because the metaverse is a real thing. It heard me say that and Skynet was like, okay, cool. Yeah, we'll just make all these names then. Well, next week... Um, if you care to join us next week, oh, it's going to be spaceships. Oh gosh. I need to freaking do home. <laughs> I'm going to do homework if it's spaceships. I, I'm not going to know because any of these. I cannot, I cannot answer basic spaceship questions. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at these and I think that you might be able to get two. I think you're wrong. Two of them. I think you're wrong. You think, I think you're going to get more than two? I think that you think that I can name maybe three Star Trek spaceships, and I cannot. <laughs> I think that you think that I can. I think that you think I know the Firefly ship off the top of my head, and give me about ten minutes that I can think of it. Serenity. I've, okay, you're so good at this. I am bad at spaceship names. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. USS blah 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 blah. Enterprise. But but. Is, is Apple it, pies. Is it the NC? <laughs> okay, the end. USS Apple Pies. I hate <laughs> USS that Apple so pies. bad. I hate that so much. <laughs> Wait, you've seen that? Nope. Come on. No, I have not. Anyway. Is it on um, Where's God When I'm Scared? I honestly is do it, not know. Is it Where's God When I'm Scared? Hey, no. I'll tell you what. You can figure it out during the break. Okay. Because we're already over time. Yeah, we but, are. Hey, we're going to take a short break. I hope that you, game Super Game of Thrones fan, did a much better job at that than I did. Um, and that you feel better about yourself than I feel about mine right now. And so, but anyway, hey, we're going to take a short break. Don't go anywhere. Listen to some sweet tunes if you're listening live on LTN Radio. 
Um, and if not, enjoy this uh, this little interim. I think we're going to do nerd history right here on Church Nerds Podcast. This week in nerd history, WWE drops an F-bomb. Okay, more like a bombshell, when on May 6th, 2002, the World Wrestling Federation, better known then as the WWF, dropped the F from their name, rebranding as WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment. CEO at the time, Linda McMahon, announced as World Wrestling Federation Entertainment, we have entertained millions of fans around the United States and around the globe. Our new name puts the emphasis on the E for entertainment, what our company does best. WWE provides us with a global identity that is distinct and unencumbered, which is is critical to our U.S. and international growth plans. In more clear reality, the decision was made after the other WWF, the World Wildlife Fund, was successful in a court case against them in Switzerland and was threatening to take it around the world. Why? Well, this all occurred around the time the Attitude Era began, when the once more wholesome, family-friendly version of WWF wrestling was now trying to outdo their competitors in WCW by being more risque and adult. However, even before this, there were also concerns over various harassment scandals coming from the company. The World Wildlife Fund entered into an agreement with the World Wrestling Federation that the wrestling company would stop referring to themselves by their initials internationally, so nobody would confuse news stories and companies when it came to negative headlines generated by the wrestling company. However, a few years later, when the McMahon clan bought WWF.com and introduced a new logo, the World Wildlife Fund rightly saw this as a breach of that agreement. Of course, this change was no easy feat, and it took a while to catch on. I still hear the occasional slip-up reference to WWF nearly 20 20 years later. In many classic video collections and clips, you'll see the WWF logo either covered by the new WWE version or just completely blurred out, which would sometimes include every turnbuckle pad, microphone, jacket, lapel, title belt, and more, because they slapped that logo on everything just in case you forgot who the heck you were messing with, Jack. Only in the last few years have they been able to unblur those logos and celebrate with classic throwback logos on merch, no doubt largely because of a return to a more family-friendly PG playbook. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Church Nerds, I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And today we are talking all about The Chosen all Season 2. It. And unapologetically, we're going to talk all. Right. Yeah. Both segments. This time we're just, we're just going for it with The Chosen 2. We know you want this. We know you've already watched it. Well, and you've maybe. been waiting for this moment. And we're very late in bringing it to you. And we're sorry about Here's that. Here's the deal. I'm not sorry about it. And let me tell you why I'm not sorry about it. Because our friends are just now watching it also. I mean, a lot of the people that have recommended watching The Chosen haven't finished season two yet. Why do you think that is? Why hadn't you finished it? This was your um, idea several weeks ago. Well, I don't know why it is, honestly. Like, you get I'm, busy. You you can only watch so many episodes at a time. Yada yada yada. 
Like I understand that. I we had a long discussion last night about my time yeah. issues because I was like, I don't have enough TV time, because I was also thinking we should do an episode on Midnight Mass because a lot of the people who think it's deep spiritually or who are in the process of deconstructing their faith and all kinds of different things have watched this and have been like, oh man, it's so good. And I'm like, Such this a is a great, this is a great place to talk about it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. And I didn't even like, I told you, hey, we're gonna, how, how long do you think it's gonna take you to finish the chosen. Do you think you could binge it this week? And you said, yes, I will have it ready for Tuesday. And you know who didn't have it ready for Tuesday? Anna or Wednesday, up. rather? Me. <clears throat> Me. I didn't. To be fair, I watched it all in a day. But like what I did was I said, hey, I this is I need to do this thing. Mm -hmm. This love thy nerd is my full time job. Mm -hmm. And so I said, I'm going to spend one work day right. watching the chosen. Right. Um, yeah. And I also watched it almost like it was my job. I mean, I was watching it while I was doing some other things. Now that's difficult because it's really, <sighs> okay. So there are shows that you watch when you want to watch TV. Yes. There are shows that you put on as background noise while you do something else that you can't really look at the screen. Correct. And I prefer to watch like to put on shows that I already have seen a bunch of times. So I know what happens. Mm -hmm. um, the office parks yeah. and rec, those kinds of things. This one, I I'm in the middle of doing some projects that I really, really need to get done. And so I was trying to multitask just a little bit. It's and I regret, so difficult with this one. I regret it because I don't get as much out of it that way. Um, but there's a lot of um, like, non they're non talky parts yeah <laughs> there's a word for that but like um there's, there are no it, words there it's it's like things you need to see it's very emotional jesus stumbling into his tent after a very long day yeah. of serving and healing and all of that where it's like i was outside taking the dog to the bathroom right then because i'm like oh, i'll just listen to the dialogue no i was like there's just a lot of like shaky breath <laughs> and stuff footsteps and yeah. I I had to go back and watch that entire thing and when I watched it I was like oh wow this is so powerful uh totally lost on a person who cannot watch it though so it makes a better show than audiobook I am sure I would say the book was that, better but um, yeah, Dallas I mean, I Jenkins yeah. is aware of this yeah <laughs> anyway um the audiobook is just called the Bible app yeah. and you push read it to me. Yeah, push the play button. <laughs> I, I will say though, like I do think personally, and this is just kind of my I, I have this take with reading reading the Bible in general, is I think that there's a time and a place for um like exegeting, like mm -hmm. sitting on on one verse or a passage or whatever and really like pulling things out and drawing things out. And then I also think that there is a very, there's, there's, there's a road less traveled when it comes to consuming scripture in that most people don't want to, they don't want to, they don't want to read a bunch of it at one point. Um, they, we want to meditate on a passage. And so I personally, when I'm, when I'm watching a, a, you know, a TV series or a miniseries or something like that, even if it's like movies, I'm more of a binger because mm -hmm. then you get a contextual knowledge. Like how, 
you don't have to try and remember how these things fit together. It's a thing that just happened. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're, everything is, you know, stored in your short term memory. So like when you, <clears throat> when you sit down to read multiple chapters of the Bible all at once, like especially, I'm going to say, especially in the old Testament, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's like, okay. Yep. Cause you see a full picture uh-huh. of what's going on. I'm trying to think the person who I thought posted this, maybe they didn't post it. Um, but somebody was posting about how it, it's, it's all of our responsibility, responsibility to like know the bulk of the Bible as Christians. Like we need to, yeah, we need to be constantly reading it and like reading it, not, yeah, there is the meditation part, which is so important. Oh, hundred percent. And, and we were under a pastor who talked about, um, like read for depth, not distance. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is good to an extent, Yeah, but it is not going to, it's going to be very difficult to get a contextual knowledge of scripture yep. if you have not read the whole thing over several times and be able to connect things from you know in the end to things in the beginning yeah. or certain analogies or certain <clears throat> prophecies it's it's harder to get those things if you didn't read for distance sometimes and i think honestly that's where a lot of the confusion with scripture and how oh, things... is the person I thought it was. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, every single Christian should be reading their Bible. We read for breadth and study for depth. No excuses. Drew Hood. Drew Hood. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Hey. Yeah, thanks, Drew. I <clears throat> I I do I do think and I, I'm I'm always constantly, you know, barking at people and preaching about like it's important that we have a contextual knowledge of scripture mm-hmm. because when we don't, it hurts us. Mm-hmm. It hurts our it hurts our ability to be able to answer basic questions about the Bible. Now, I'm also of the camp that if somebody asks you a question that you don't know, just tell them you don't know. Sure. Um, but if if somebody it was it was like, what does the Old Testament say about Jesus and the prophecies of the Messiah? To be like, uh, I don't know. Um, like that can't be the answer all the time. Right. Like we need to understand. We don't need to be just fine with our ignorance. Yeah. I mean, the like the, the power in the words of the gospel aren't limited to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're not limited to Paul's missionary journeys. They're not limited to the words that Peter spoke or even the words in revelation. Like it goes further back than that. And that's, that's a big piece of, of the pie, right? Is that, we, as, as modern day Christians, we have the Old Testament and the New Testament in a book that we stamp on the front called the Holy Bible. And so if, if we're not able to understand the story as it fits together, mm-hmm. you know, when Jesus calls himself the son of man, why is that important? Mm-hmm. You know, why does that rock people to their core mm-hmm. from, you know, the, you know, the old, you know, in like in, in the show, when he, when he says that, why does it, why does it, you know, mess with the Pharisees? Why does it do that? Sanhedrin, yeah. You know, oh um, yeah, I guess that was the Sanhedrin. Well, I mean, or the Sanhedrin, as they. So it can sometimes feel. <laughs> I think a lot of us who have been Christians for quite a while, um, or like that grew up in the church, um, 
We've all started Bible reading plans and it's like, we're going to read through the Bible in a year yep, or whatever and usually fall <clears throat> off, you know, and there's different methods of doing it. Some of them start in the Old Testament. Some of them, they'll do a couple chapters of the Old Testament and a chapter of the New Testament and one of the Psalms or something like that. Yeah. But um, we, we usually end up falling off the oh, wagon. Yeah. I, I It read happens to me. I read the where, Bible over I read the Bible over four years um in Awana. Once you get into sure. like the high school curriculum, there are these um reading, you know, plan things. And are you reading to check off a box? Yeah. Yep, you are. Um, but the thing is, can that is it still is the information still getting in there? Also, yeah. yes. And Double yes. <laughs> Uh, there's a, a little, um, so I teach, oh, I didn't really introduce myself, but I'm on a children's ministry team oh, hi, Anna. and, um, I'm responsible for like teaching the Wednesday night lesson to the preschool children. And we have this curriculum that's, you know, it's, I think it's from the, the gospel project or something like that. And it's mm -hmm. taking chronologically taking kids through, you know, the big heavy hitting stories of the Bible. Although we talked about Melchizedek last week and that's uh anyway. Banger, banger story. <laughs> so this the song is like all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And it's like very beautiful sounding. And we're like, this is kind of weird that we're singing and dancing to this, like all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And one of the kids loves it, like dancing around, and she just wanted me to play it like on repeat over and over and over again. Okay. And it's like, is this weird? Yes. Does she understand anything that she's singing? Absolutely not. Is she eventually like, it's kind of like a commercial, a jingle. Like she's going to be 16 years old and be like, I'll have sin and fall short of the glory of God. And remembering yeah, that like, it's going to be like, Oh, the snack that smiles back goldfish. goldfish. Cause there's a, <laughs> freaking smile on the goldfish <laughs> it gets in there yeah. and i know that from experience like you make these connections later on yeah. um as to where i usually fall off um numbers it's i was gonna say it's like the chronicles the numbers i mean so deuteronomy if i'm being leviticus real leviticus has a really <laughs> bad rap genesis exodus leviticus numbers Leviticus does have, it is a little bit interesting in some I, parts because it's like, these are really weird. I do really, really like Leviticus. weird laws, yeah. but numbers, huh, snooze fest that yeah, book. Yeah, well, absolutely. That's oh, <laughs> all about land borders and send, like taking the, the number of people in certain tribes. And it's the all. part of the movie you go to the bathroom in. Like it's, it just, it like. <laughs> It's it's one of those things where it's like, it, is it important? Yes, it would not be in the Bible if it wasn't important, but don't read it when you're tired. <laughs> don't do that. Well, okay, so it's interesting that we're talking about this and like linking Old Testament and New Testament together and all of those things because that is a lot of what season two is about is um, Matthew and Mary and Rama and these people who have not been to like rabbi school that mm -hmm. or Torah school that all the little boys go to and they yeah. memorize it and they read it over and over again and all the honey and everything. They didn't get to do that. And they're, and maybe they had w walked away from faith quite yeah. a lot and been drunk a whole lot or whatever. Yeah. 
um, and are coming back as total noobs to scripture. And so they're trying to work through it. They're trying to connect dots there. And so it's a lot of like these explaining and linking and repetition. And where do I, where do I start? Yeah. What would be a good place to start? And so some of the more seasoned people coming and taking people under their wing or some of the more seasoned people realizing I don't know that much um, <laughs> yeah. and needing to look at things with fresh eyes or whatever. Um, that I, really, I think is a central theme of this season. I really appreciated like with that specifically that like Rama, she learns to read so that she can study scripture mm-hmm. and it's not like, oh, okay, we'll just go down to the local Christian bookstore and get you a Bible. It's like Matthew says, I will I will transcribe something for you. You know, I, I will, I'll, I'll write it down, mm-hmm. but he doesn't even have anything. He has to go and talk to like Philip and, you know, say, where do we start? Like, what's, what are we doing? And the show is like chronicling Matthew actually writing um, the sermon on the Mount mm-hmm. with Jesus. Like he's, he's the scribe that's doing it. Mm-hmm. And so like, it's just super interesting the way that all that's coming together. And then his part with, Mary and Rama and them all together trying to study the, Torah. Yeah. And, and also kind Jesus of the least as of it's these, happening, right? A little bit. Like they're even within the disciples. Oh, I have a the ne- next segment. Like <laughs> I, there, uh-huh. there really was a, a, a crucial pivotal moment for me in this entire series. And it was almost the last scene kind of as it's designed to be. Uh-huh. But like it, it just freaking made the entire season for me. Yeah. Not that this was a bad season. I will say little, I feel like season. Cliffhanger there. I will. I will say that I feel like season one was better. Mm-hmm. I did like I enjoyed the journey of season one mm-hmm. a little bit more. But this is to be expected with a season two of anything because mm-hmm. now you're into character development and you know pushing stories forward and there's going to be some awkward tensions. Um, it's kind of the teenage years of anything, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's it's not that it's not enjoyable or that I, we didn't learn anything from it because we got a really great character, um, probably one of one of my favorite characters um, in Philip. Um, I do really like him. Just the yeah. way that he's portrayed in this season. I could just say everything about how they portray everybody, but like like the way that they portray Philip is he comes. He comes into the group because he was a disciple of John the Baptizer. Mm-hmm. And John's like, go on, get now's the time. Mm-hmm. And so who it's funny. And this is one of the, one thing that I do want to stop on for just a second. Sure. Uh, if you haven't seen any of the chosen and this is all like new to you, don't really know what it is. Probably we don't have any of those people, but one of Maybe. the things about the chosen that it's, it's a, it's Christian. It's it's the life Very of Christ um, done well on film, which is not something we see a lot is done like Christian well. Christian filmmaking in a way that can be taken seriously and is actually recommendable to people who Anybody, don't just have anybody. a spiritual connection to it because they're Christians. And so um, and then it's like, oh, well, it's a Christian movie, so I have to see it or, you know, whatever. Um it's it's crowdfunded, which is really inter- yep. interesting. It's produced well, but one of the things that makes it wa- so watchable is and less cringy 
than a lot of things is the humor, which we know like <laughs> yeah. Marvel had to go through this too. Yeah. They got real serious for a while and then it was like, but people need yeah. to laugh sometimes. Where's the levity? Yeah, yeah, dial it back. And um, they do that in The Chosen. So like in, in <laughs> specifically in season two, in that first episode, yeah. everybody's really serious and then they start talking about John and then Peter comes into the shot and he's like, creepy John. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or like when yeah. they're piling into the house at the end of the episode and the guy that, the guy that owns <laughs> the house is like, it's haunted. there's one room that's haunted by the ghost of my mother. And Jesus is like, Ooh, I'll take that one. <laughs> I'm like, Oh my gosh. Jesus freaking would, wouldn't he? Like, uh, cause we've all seen that painting. Jesus has a sense of humor. Jesus laughs. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it just, I mean, there, there really are, I, I don't, I, I don't really have negative things to say about the chosen and they're not a sponsor or anything like that. It's just, it's, it's so refreshing to see something done well mm -hmm. in the Christian realm mm -hmm. because Christian good. And I've said this before, I'll say it a thousand times. Christian good, heavy air quotes around good is a thing. Yes. And sometimes it, it sometimes it has to be that way. Um, but I don't know, like they're, they're doing a good job. They're doing a really good job with yeah, this. A lot. And I, well, I, I think a lot of times we as, we as Christians, and if you're not, here's a little insider baseball. We as Christians make the exception, the rule. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, you know, it's just, you know, we just never have the money to make a, a you know, big budget film or we just never really, <clears throat> everybody's volunteers. And so like, what are we going to do? Because the only actors out there wouldn't be willing to work on this film. Right. That kind of thing. <clears throat> and so at LTN, what we do is we like, and I fight for this fiercely. I say, nah, that's not a good enough reason. If it means that I have to take more time out of my schedule or my sleep or whatever to make it not suck, then I will. And mm -hmm. I do. And I pay the price on the end of it. But like <laughs> at the end of the day, like I, I look at things and I, I will give my, my time and affection and my energy and all the spoons that I have to things that I care about because it, I, I believe that it's important that we as Christians portray things well. I think it's really good um, and, and life-giving and honoring to God that things look well, that they're produced well. And when something that I'm a part of doesn't go well, I need everybody that's listening to know that that wrecks me to my core. Like I have a hard time with that. I always have and I always will. I will hope because to get better in with all of those good motives as a little bit of vanity. Just well, there is. And like at the, <laughs> at the same time, like that vanity is like shrouded and veiled in, I say this to people, you know, like God, God doesn't just expect excellence. He demands it. Like he's very clear about things. He tells you, yes, come as you are to me. But then when you get here, the expectation is change with your commitment. And so we're going to move forward. We're going to get better. We're going to, I'm going to shape you into my, you know, Jesus speaking, right? Like my, my vision of who you are and who I created you to be.
Well, we'll probably talk about that a little bit in the next segment. Yes. So with that cliffhanger, we're going to take a short break, (laughs) but don't go anywhere because when we come back, we're going to be talking more about Chosen, The Chosen Season 2. And we want to know from you right now in the in-between, what do you think about it? Hit us up um, on Twitter at ChurchNerdsLTN. And also you can hit us up on our Facebook page. Just search for Church Nerds on Facebook um, or in the Love That Nerd community. Um, we would love for you to to talk about this and with everybody and share this podcast and do all sorts of stuff. We want to know what were your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Have you started? What's keeping you from watching it? All sorts of things. It's free. We didn't even mention that. You yeah, can watch all of it. You seasons one donate. and two for free. You yes, you can watch it for free. You can donate. Um, you know, to to yeah. fund future seasons you can donate to keep it kind of going there's kind of this like pay it forward yeah. ask with every video but yeah. if you want to watch every single episode without doing that like you can you can and that's by design mm-hmm. so we want to hear from you what are your thoughts on the chosen uh maybe season one and even like especially season two but hey we'll be back with more of the church nerds podcast <laughs> Hey everyone, I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So I've been a Whovian for uh, a hot minute, like a long while now, since pre-Faith and Fandom, since before like at least two of my children, Doctor Who has been like a consistent, steady part of our family. In fact, one of our kids is named after a Doctor Who character. But anyway... Um, the Doctor Who schedule has not been, like, consistent for years. Um, ever since we hit, uh, the last couple seasons, um, the transitions of who's writing and show running the show, things have been a little off as far as, like, timing. And so, we're not even used to consistent episodes of Doctor Who anymore. Like, there's years in between and stuff. And so, uh was really excited a new episode popped up on halloween and there's gonna be six continual episodes that all tell one story and so was really pumped about that and so i just sat down with my family to watch the first episode of that which is doctor who flux episode one and i wasn't ready like none of my family was ready like we watched this with almost confused faces because where the previous two seasons of doctor who under the current showrunner have been very slow very methodical very uh you know slow paced you know payoff this was literally like they crammed four seasons worth of storyline and plot points and stuff into 50 minutes where all of us just kind of were like that was a lot to take in like a lot and it reminded me of what uh paul says in first corinthians 3 when he says brothers and sisters i could not address you as people who live by the spirit but as people who are still worldly merely infants in christ i give you milk not solid food for you are not ready for it indeed you are still not ready and Sometimes we as Christians don't actually pay attention to how we're sharing the gospel or how we're sharing our lives. And we just dump decades of theology and doctrine on like newbies who can barely understand small things. 
I'm just going to tell you guys, we should learn to pace ourselves in how we deliver big things. That goes for you, Doctor Who. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. Hey there, and welcome back to Church Nerds. Once again, I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And today, as previously mentioned, we're talking all about The Chosen, season two specifically, but we're kind of dipping back and forth as needed ish, a little bit. This is kind of loosey-goosey here. I I had a hard time structuring it um, in our typical format. So we're just, we're winging it. Yeah. Um, we're just having a conversation about it. So um, we were talking in the last segment. Previously on Vosky News. <laughs> yeah. Sort of a little bit about how, um, I don't know. I, I started thinking about Mary. Uh huh. Um, <clears throat> because we were talking about kind of, I guess, going back and forth and yeah, um, forgiveness and things like that. Talking specifically about Mary Magdalene right now. Yes. Yeah. Not Mary, the mother of Jesus, who also mm-hmm. is in the show. Yeah. So, <clears throat> like, season one is a look into her backstory a little bit as far as um, demon possession. Yeah, she was in the pilot. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so she's this, you know, consistent follower of Christ. I do appreciate how um, in, the, in the first episode, she's recalling the moment that she met Jesus and she talks about him taking her hand and then she's like, but it's not what you think it is. Maybe you should just leave that part out. <laughs> and it's so funny because... Um, like the history channel. Yeah. And not just the history channel. Like people think about this, I'm sure but it's like, oh, yeah. maybe there was a little thing going on with Jesus and somebody else. Um, cause it says that Jesus, our, our high priest was tempted in every way. So that means surely he must've been, you know, tempted by, yeah, you know, uh, anyway. Yeah. I mean, and it, so they love to be like, Ooh, Ooh, Jesus and Mary. And yeah. it's, um, I appreciate that. They're like, Nope, shut it down. Yeah. <laughs> That's not it. <laughs> Cause we don't really, um, have a record of that. Right. But anyway, um, I did think, <laughs> so this is a spoiler. If you have not uh, watched the second season, <laughs> Just go watch it really Is fast. It a spoiler, like- we'll be right back here in eight hours. It's fine. Um, but there is an episode where, um, and it's the creepiest one. Yeah. Like it was so well done. They encounter a demoniac and her trauma from being demon possessed. Like she encounters this man. She keeps her cool while she is in the presence of this demoniac, but then it like shakes her, shakes her to her core. And she like goes back to 
I guess, old ways of dealing with yeah. difficult things, which is alcohol and things for her. So yeah, she ends up in this bar yeah. and she feels <clears throat> terrible about it and she's let everybody down and they go and find her. And none of that is in the Bible. <laughs> and so but she's I was really like, good at gambling, though. Hmm, yeah, she took that guy at knuckle bones for, Just, for everything. Kind, if, if I'm it being was real, like, it, it kind of like made biblical me want, Vegas. It made me want to Google knuckle bones. Like, how uh, is that? Is that something okay. I would be good at? Uh, you didn't read any <laughs> Francine Rivers books, right? No, you I did, you did really <laughs> believe you know the answer to that. I guess it is a historical actual game from that time period. I would imagine so. Because they talk about like Francine Rivers references that as well. So I'm guessing like people who have done research on um, appropriate games yeah. for the period, it's knuckle bones. I feel like that would be a game that I would enjoy because we've already, we've, I mean, maybe not here on this, this podcast, but we've talked ad nauseum about how I love dexterity games. And that seems like mm. a, a dexterity game. Have you done that? Um, Bethlehem on Main Street thing here um, locally. No. Okay. We're going to trace. Do they have a, knuckle bones? I don't think it's knuckle bones, but it's something. So oh. we're going to trace a, ra a chase a rabbit real real fast here. Um, in our area, there is a church that has basically built a village downtown Bethlehem, basically to yeah. be bethlehem and every year they do like for several like i think for a month's worth of weekends or something like that sure their whole church puts <clears throat> on it's not even like a play no, they just are bethlehem yeah for those nights leading up to christmas for like a month and they all show up in costume and they're hanging out. They've got camels down there. They're dying things. And one of the booths is they're playing, um, playing knuckle bones. It's kind of like those experiential um, passion play, like hell house kind of places, except yeah. it's not a hell house. It's like the opposite of that because <clears throat> it's the birth of Christ um, with knuckle bones. And it is not like, hey, we're going to set this thing up and we're going to tear it down. No. They built it and it stays up year round because it is it's very intense. I don't mean to cut you off, but this is very important. Do you think that the people that are playing are actually playing for real money? They're like, hey, we're going to be here for five hours. Let's get some <laughs> skin time, in the game. I doubt it because a lot of times it's children in that booth. Oh, well, then absolutely they are. <laughs> no, Let's they're playing for like Christmas candy. Yeah, they're wheeling and dealing Jolly Ranchers. Pokemon cards. And all sorts. Yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> a kid currency. Uh, Sorry, I didn't want to bury the uh, lead and get off on the tangent. But like I when I was watching that, I was like, a game. Okay, they're playing a game. Yeah. And I know it's gambling and I'm not an idiot, but it's like but, uh, in well, one Well, they did gamble. I in mean, one move. Gambling I was like, has probably been a thing all the time. All the time. Yeah. I just was very curious as to what was going on. Well, I, I don't like Okay. So I think I saw that they want to make like seven seasons of the chosen. Did I make that up? No, or did I, think I see that's that on their up. website? Okay. So they're going to have to come up with seven, well, five more seasons worth of content. Yes. And so they're going to have to do extra bi biblical stuff, which I have been pretty okay with the extra biblical like conversation and stuff because those are some of the things that make it relevant and they're yeah. kind of what if types of things like 
what if this person has this type of personality? We know from their reading or we know from this or that action, sure. certain things about <clears throat> their personality. But what if they're, you know, what if, what if Peter is a kind of sarcastic, um, jokester yeah. kind of guy who thinks he's yes. as a, also a superiority complex or whatever. Um, I, I don't mind that the extra biblical entire events. I, slightly have a hard time i don't and i'll tell you why because they freaking happened like maybe not those specific events but we as christians we are outside of our minds if we think that the only things that happened were the things that were written in the bible right you know yes so, <clears throat> basically what we're seeing with the chosen which is not scripture, by the way. So let's just establish that right now. Mm -hmm. Like it's an interpretation on scripture, you mm -hmm. know? And and so, but to say, hey, this was point A and this was point B, and the Bible really is super duper silent on the journey. We can what if that all day. Right, so because, long as, because hold, 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 please. Because I think this is very important. So long as we understand <clears throat> that this isn't left behind. Right. Like we can't look at it like this is exactly how the rapture is going to happen or that the rapture is even a thing that exists, you know, mm -hmm. like or, or will happen. Like all of that is still open to scriptural interpretation as far as how it transpires. And so looking at this same thing with Passion of the Christ or anything that is d dealing with scripture, right, or biblical events. <clears throat> that there is a manner of artistry and interpretation in it. The moment, the moment that we say this is the way that it is, Matthew was this way. Jesus did this thing. He laughed in this moment at this thing. They were in this specific. It's like we can't. This is an artistic interpretation of scripture. And so when you look at it like that, for me, it's not hard to go, okay, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, sure. Yeah, it's just important to know, like, do you remember when Joseph, King of Dreams, or what What was it called? The, the Joseph, no, the Joseph cartoon one. No, I have no concept of a Joseph cartoon. Ah, babe. Did you, we watch it together? Yeah, because you started getting biblical events confused with things that happened in the cartoon that were not in the Bible. Oh, oh, you, you remember this? This is, this is the same guys that did Prince of Egypt. Yes. And, yeah, 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 yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah, I, got you. I, I just think it's a, it. That's <clears throat> where it gets kind of hairy. Is like, yes, it, it's every person's responsibility to make sure that they themselves are going to Scripture, and I know that that is the intention of you know, the director, um, yeah. or, you know, producers and all that stuff. Um, but it's just, it's just always a risk that somebody could think it, that something <sighs> did happen in the Bible that we actually don't have. An but we have that already right now, right? Like people, you, like you can ask somebody, is this in the Bible or is this a quote from yada, yada, somebody, whatever. And you could say anything, you know, uh, you know, money is the root of all evil. And they're like, yeah, no, absolutely it is. And you're like, well, yeah. actually, it's the love of money that's the root of all evil. And so like, or like <clears throat> Jesus helps did, those who help themselves. Did Thomas have a girlfriend named Rama? What? Oh. 
Rama, as it were. They call her Rama, though. I know. It looks like Rama to me, but, <clears throat> but it, it, they say so Rama. Like, all, all that to say, like the extra biblical stuff, like it, it doesn't it doesn't bother me because in I've been reading scripture before and, and said to myself, man, I really wish we would have gotten the conversation that happened here or that we would have seen how this played out. Seen or, what Jesus was was writing in the sand. Yeah. <laughs> what color sash did he wear? I want to okay. know. Okay. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> the sash. Ugh. What okay. color did you think they this, were going to pick? This segment is a little bit of if Anna had been a part of it, it would have happened differently. I wish he would have just not had a sash. Honestly. He needed to pop against the background, lady. Did he though? Yes. I feel, okay, like all these campy Tamar little- said Again, that. we already talked about this Back last season when we talked about the first season of The Chosen and I was like, I I know that them wearing robes and belts and head pieces and stuff is appropriate historically, but I've been in too many passion plays and so it feels campy to me. The sash, the sash is very campy to me. Also because, not to say... Like, I know that Jesus had in his life some things that were kingly. Yeah. Such as the the um, alabaster um, jar yeah. and the perfume and all of that. <clears throat> that was a kingly gift. As a textile person, <laughs> blue and purple fabric. Oh, man. Those were not typical They wouldn't things. have had them. Probably. What? what? They wouldn't have had them. Yeah, I mean, Probably. definitely well, they wouldn't just be walking around in them as common folk. Like, it, there were there are a few textile things that bother me, and I'm trying not to like but they, pick those things apart. So they, I'm just they like, did. I don't know that Jesus would have been walking around with a purple sash. They did have Tamar, and Tamar was just like Tamar. Yeah, the prostitute. Uh, they said. Tamar, and they they say these names a little bit funky, and she was the Ethiopian woman, <clears throat> and so again, but I think that's an extra biblical. I mean, well, um, here's but what I'm saying is that she she was decked out, and so her having access to that stuff makes sense. But here's the deal: like, why why are we wasting breath on the extra biblical <laughs> things? Like. It, because they, they, they bothered don't me. Matter. Because they bothered me, and I'm talking here. Whatever, lady. Okay. <laughs> they don't. They don't matter. <clears throat> I here. I will say this. I really appreciated the the humanity that the chosen brought and will bring in future seasons to the story of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so that this is leading up to my favorite thing in in all of season two and really even all of the first season as well, because it builds to it is <clears throat> like, you look at each one of these characters and you're like, uh, these guys kind of suck. Like they are very flawed individuals. And a lot of times we will, and you know, as, as people that go to church, you know, Christian or otherwise, whatever, we have these really high and lofty ideas of, these men and women in the Bible, regardless of mm-hmm. what they have have done or whatever. And Jesus, even as he's talking to some of the Sanhedrin, you know, he he brings up David. Um, 
Yeah. You know, and they're like, are you, you uh, are and you. Abimelech. Uh, <clears throat> you were talking about Abimelech earlier because the, the, no, the, the gut stabbing. No, no, that was a different, that's a king. No, um, no, the, uh, the priest, it, his name is not Abimelech because that's a king. I'm, I'm going to find, I'm going to find the name. Okay. All right. I'm In the, eating the, the holy bread, yes. David coming and eating the holy bread. Yeah. And so <clears throat> like he's saying, you know, and they're like, are you saying that you are, you're, you're, you know, putting yourself up against these people? Like, who are you? And he's like, Hey, look, I'm just all things being, being equal. Like nobody's perfect here. Okay. And we see that with each and every person that Jesus chose. And I think that like, we've talked about it before in church and otherwise, like just these are not perfect people. Like they have sullied past. So they've done a Himalek. A Himalek. Okay. Got it. I was close, but I knew Abimelech was not correct. We, we were all on the edge of our seats just waiting. Sorry, the these answer. things, I just need to get them right. And so, <clears throat> you know, like flawed individuals and we see, we see that play out with each of the disciples, each of these apostles that, you know, we're, we're seeing come into their own because Jesus calls them straight out of nothingness. Mm -hmm. um, and so like watching all the character development of which there is a ton of character development in this show. Um, so <laughs> we have not talked about this. I just went to the orange conference. Um, okay. Or <laughs> it's a little bit of a jump, but I'm coming back. I promise. I, I can't um, wait. Uh, think Orange Curriculum and uh, Reggie Joyner and Kristen something. I can't remember her last name uh, right wig. now. Wig. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, Ivy, Kristen Ivy. I think it's Ivy. Sure. Um, they wrote It's Personal, which we've talked about on the podcast oh, fantastic, before. Fantastic book. Um, so they, she was talking about something really cool, which we've talked about before, how sometimes we read the Bible we grow up on these Bible stories and we kind of idealize them to children because there are ugly parts of character. Yeah. Our ugly parts of humanity that come out that we don't really talk about those things so much when we're telling little children these stories. And then we grow up and we, we read them ourselves and we're like, Ugh, why have we been talking about what a great guy uh, Jacob was that guy's the worst. Yeah. Um, David has yeah. moments. Abraham, oh, Isaac, yeah. yep. like all of the the like founding fathers of the faith. Man, they've they're they're pretty rough around the edges. Kind of some greatest comebacks sometimes. Well, but a different way to think about it um, is she was talking about like growth mindset and how. Um, this, you know, there was a lot of research that went into it and all this stuff, but starting to think of failure in a different way. Um, and like there's a professor that after um, research on this started to come out that you, um, even when we fail, there are things happening in our brain that we're learning from failure yeah. and things like that. Fail well, fail forward, those mm -hmm. kinds of deals. Um, and so instead of writing F on his students' papers, he started to write... Not yet. Oh. Not yet. All right. And I think that that's in real, faith. Yeah, blue ribbon. I like it. Well, in faith, I think that's what we see God a lot of times doing. And what we see Jesus doing in the show, like we yeah. see Jesus doing with Mary, <laughs> is this not yet. Like I'm not expecting that you're going to be perfect yeah. just in 
the blink of an eye just because you follow me. We do biblically see Peter fail <laughs> a, a few times. We see Thomas fail. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there are other fails that aren't necessarily mentioned. Um, John talks about his fail a bit or like you see certain apostles ratting out other ones in their gospels. And so we know that there was failure along the way. Um, But it's kind of a, it's a, it's a not yet. And that's actually uh, obviously something that's very comforting to us as flawed um, humans who have not arrived. I think that it's, it's super important for us to see that. And that's what I appreciate so much about how the chosen portrays everybody. <clears throat> it, in also while saying that I, I feel both seen and attacked um, in their portrayal of Peter because I've long since you identify with him. I, well, I've long since said that I, I felt like Paul and I were the same person. Um, just I also think that you and Paul are the same person. But what they've done is they've ba- they've basically painted Peter as what I've painted Paul as. And I have seen Peter and Paul as two diverging paths. Different different types of yeah. people. And they're like, I can't wait to see how they, they do Paul. I cannot they wait to see how they do Paul. communicate <clears throat> differently. So, I mean, all that to say, I just, it's it's super interesting. And this this all leads to, that's not even the coolest thing. Like the humanity I appreciate. The coolest thing, I think, is that Jesus, this is a two-part thing. Je- Jesus puts time and effort and energy and practice and preparation and all sorts of stuff into his sermon on the Mount. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like he just got up and was like, literally the way that it has been sermon ta- on the Mount. Blessed are the L- poor literally the way that it's been taught to me my entire life. Jesus sat down and there and just said, happened to be a bajillion people there. And he said, and then yeah, was that it wasn't a planned event. <clears throat> and so like, like and I don't know, like, again, maybe, maybe it did happen that way. Maybe Jesus just did sit down and boom, it happened. I but, appreciate that they're showing the administrative work that goes yes. into And so there's, like, there's a lot that I love about that. First of all, is that it was planned. Second of all, that he sat down with Matthew, who we had already been seen as like writing things down and helping, you know, to, to you know, do all these things. Because he's administrative. This is what he does. He says at the beginning of the show, this ministry desires careful from, cons- like uh, yeah. I have it, I have it written down but it, it takes careful thought yeah and so like like I, I like that about him and about what Thomas brings to the table too but what I what I love even more than that in that specific you know uh, sermon on the Mount preparation is that Jesus is actively working with Matthew to develop his sermon mm-hmm. and pastors today, that's very difficult for them to take any input or anything on their sermon, mm-hmm. you know? And so like for them to depict Jesus as saying, Matthew, how do you think it should open? You know? And he's like, well, I don't really understand salt of the earth. What does that mean? And Jesus takes time to explain it to him. And he's like, okay, cool. Yeah. I still don't think that's a good opener. <laughs> and Jesus is like, I agree with you. Okay. And so like mm-hmm. he, he listens to him. He takes that input and he hel- he helps to, to to create this sermon based on some of the people that he's going to be speaking to are people like Matthew. It's not just living in his own head, but getting that outside input. 
And then it all culminates at this point. Like this is the pinnacle, right? Is that he gets, he's, he's talking to Matthew and what he says, and he's like, and then what's next? And he starts to talk about, he, he goes through the Beatitudes. Mm-hmm. Blessed are the yada, 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 right? And every single thing that, that he's talking about is one of the disciples, yeah. one of the apostles. And I just was like, mm. now, was that actually what happened? I don't know. Maybe I probably, mm-hmm. there's even a probably in there somewhere, but the way that they, I mean, that to me is storytelling at its best because mm-hmm. they've been building the Beatitudes into each one of the apostles mm-hmm. so that when Jesus delivers, what he even says is his most powerful sermon. Like this is an important moment in his ministry. Like you feel, you as the viewer, you feel mm-hmm. the buildup to that and it makes it even more important. And I'm like, yeah. dang, well, son. I mean, it's definitely one of those like goosebump moments because yes. I love, I love the Beatitudes and I love the Sermon on the Mount. Um, man, like I, I know many churches do the Sermon on the Mount every year. Yeah. Ours is one of Ours them. Ours is definitely one of them, yeah. And it, I feel like, you could read the Sermon on the Mount every day yeah. and just be like, ah, be challenged by it. Cause it's so, it's just a, a new, it's that yeah. whole ex- expect, um, what is it? Get used to different um, yeah. kind of thing. Another moment that I loved really fast. Yeah, really fast. Is um, how they kind of made reference a little bit, I think to um, in like denominational squabbling. Yeah. In this moment where they're like, I feel like we're not getting along about anything. Everybody is fighting all the time. Yeah. And um, they're like, you know, what is that? And um, and one of them can't remember which one it is right in this moment. But he says, actually, it's love. Yeah. Kind of like generally speaking, I know it doesn't look like it, but all of these people love Jesus very much. They just can't really agree on how to do it best. And I was like. Oh, there it is. And it looks real bad to the world around us. I mean, on, on a second watch, there's probably so much that you will pick up on this. I, a binge was not a, a deep dive for me, you know? And so like, (laughs) doesn't do it justice. Like I just, I think that there's this, there is so much in this. And I think that that's how it imitates scripture, you know? And I think that's how it's it's a it's a really good interpretation of it is it is thought provoking. It does allow you to look at things in a different light. Um, in some ways, it almost feels like a like another translation in some points, um, you know, and, and sometimes just reading it in the message or whatever kind of mm-hmm. helps you. Say, oh, OK, mm-hmm. the, it makes it come alive to you, you know, mm-hmm. and so. Those are some of our thoughts. I mean, not even a pocket full of thoughts on The Chosen. There's it's fantastic. More. There's, more, there's more thoughts. We highly recommend this show um, because of ev- everything. Is it perfect? No. <laughs> no. I mean, nothing Nothing is going to be perfect. Um, but I, I do think that it is probably the best Christian on screen adaptation, anything. Did you say on scream? On screen. Uh, now you're making me say on scream. I'm pr- I on think I watched your mouth say on screen. Adaptation. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Um, just Halloween masks. Of anything, you know, like I just, I, I, I think that it, it does it the best. 
Um, mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that it is the most true to form, but I just think it does it the best. Mm-hmm. And so. I like it. And that demon possessed guy. <sighs> man. That guy. Yeah. I don't know who you are. You did a good job. You're a creep. You were super creepy. Great creep. <laughs> All right. Hey, we're, we're going to, we're going to take a short break, but please don't go anywhere because when we come back, we have our nerdy recommendation for you and our church nerds memory verse right here on the church nerds podcast. What's up, nerd? You digging this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Visit LTNOnAir.com and make LTN Radio your new go-to for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, as well as our exclusive LTN shows and podcasts, some of which air on the station before they're available anywhere else. Visit LTNOnAir.com to listen now and find the link to our app. Now back to the show. Well, to close out our show today, we do have a nerdy recommendation for you, and that recommendation is our good friends over at tabletopmakers.com. And you can get there. We have a very special collection, actually, of things with the LTN logo on it. You can get some coasters, Goblin Hive, Dice Tray. You're looking at me cross-eyed with Goblin Hive. (laughs) (laughs) I'm imagining a beehive full of tiny little little goblins. goblins. That's exactly what it is. No, a a Goblin Hive is for your shiny math rocks. Dice. your dice, yeah. And Shiny so, math rocks. Yeah, that's not your original thing. It's Who not ours. Just steal that. From? No, no, no. That's that's the, that's like that's their you know one of their things, and it's it. They, people say it in the you know in the realm because it's it's a nerdy fun thing to say. Shiny math rocks, you know, like <laughs> stuff like that. But anyway, um, they've got a couple of things that they make with our logo on them that you can get by going to lovethynerd.com slash ttm as in tabletop oh, makers. They have their own. Yeah. Page on our yeah, website. I mean, we, I mean, we're in a partnership with them. It makes nah, it forwards to our, our page on their site is what it does. Oh, it's just it, it's a oh. short link for our people to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got a couple of them here. Uh, the coasters love them. We use the dice trays and um, the Goblin Hive at uh, LTN Con. Love those things are quality, really well made and appreciate those. And you can peruse their site. They do a bunch of other things. One of the things that they really want to do is build game tables. That's their like bread and butter. That's what they love to do. So if you're in the market for a legitimate game table, Mm -hmm. they might be your huckleberry. So just peruse, (laughs) figure it out, see if that's something you want to do. But we are partnered with them um, and you can get to that, like I said, by going to lovethynerd.com slash TTM. Anna, what's our nerdy memory verse for the day? Well, I don't even know if I want to call it a memory verse because it's uh, don't remember it. You, you can know, listen to it, but this. do not remember this. <laughs> uh, okay. Now there are also many other things that Jesus did. Were every one of them to be written, I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. That's John twenty one twenty five, mm-hmm. and I just felt like it. You know, as we're talking about, well. Was that in the Bible? Was it not in the Bible? Again, 
there are so many things so many that things. happened that that didn't make it in and there are reasons that they didn't make it in because yeah. um publishing was very difficult yeah also they, hey, they didn't have blogs um oh yeah no blogs no you blogs. imagine imagine they had blogs back then <laughs> I was thinking today about how it's like, oh, where was I? Oh, I think it was on um, the uh, the Mars Hill, um, the Rise and Fall of Mars Hill podcast I was listening to. They were talking about technology. They were talking about there hasn't really been technology invented that has actually bettered mankind. It always comes at this great cost. And so while the printing press made it possible for the Bible to be published, which is awesome. Yep. There are times when it's like, um, has being able to just publish a book and get all of these words just out there willy nilly. Um, you know, now we have blogs and TikTok, and it's easier yeah. than ever. But even just the printing press, there's a lot of wonky ideas going around that are very accessible. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, printing press. Yeah. Um, uh, it was that was modern day TikTok back yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, think about that and try to sleep tonight. Uh, speak it just a little bit weird. Hey, did you know that Gaius, the the Roman soldier in Chosen? Um, that actor was also in the X-Files. Was he, um, Schmorf Bork, the alien? <laughs> he was Agent Gene Crane. Gene Crane. I don't know if you know who, who that is, but I just thought it was an, an interesting anecdote since, um, we talked about the X-Files last week. So he's a time traveler. <sighs> Maybe. To chosen, maybe so. So much. Maybe so. Maybe there's a tie. Maybe there's a crossover episode. Later on in like season, season four or five of The Chosen. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe we'll get to see Mulder and Scully in The Chosen. Also, the other thing that we didn't talk about is how I think that the um, the guy who plays James the Lesser looks like Adam Sandler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time I see him, I'm like, Adam Sandler is in The Chosen? Little James. What? Yeah. Little James, yeah. Yeah, big James and little James. Um, yeah, I... I, I <laughs> No, I, I you have can't to, get I it out of your mind. You're going to see that every on. single time. Um, and he's going to sing about, he, he sings the Hanukkah song. He's going to sing a lot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> um, well, hey, thank you so much for hanging out with us a little bit today. Whatever time you decided to do it, we're just going to go ahead and call it morning. But be sure to check us out online at lovethynerd.com for all of our amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show and our other podcasts and videos. Really anything else that we do can be found on lovethynerd.com. If you would like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with the Love Thy Nerd, I would just think that was the greatest thing. That would be the bee's knees for me. Bomb.com. Bomb.com um, slash geocities.gov. And you can go to lovethynerd.com slash give. Now, Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. And if you know what all those letters mean and numbers, then cool. And if not, that's also cool. Uh, but uh, if you do, that's even more cool. So we can have a conversation if you want to. Send me an email, Bubba, at Love Thy Nerd. I'd love to chat with you. Also, don't forget that you can select Love Thy Nerd as your charity of choice on smile.amazon.com. <clears throat> and that's going to give Love Thy Nerd a small kickback on your purchase at absolutely no extra cost to you. We say this all the time. And this is especially especially important leading up right now towards Christmas. Don't act like you're not on Amazon. Christmas, Don't act like Christmas, you're not there. Christmas. Okay. 
Um, while you're there, go ahead and go to smile.amazon.com. Make sure you set Love Thy Nerd as your charity of choice. And all of your holiday shopping will also help grow the ministry of Love Thy Nerd. And that's just really cool. And it's something that you can do without really doing anything else. And who doesn't love a little bit of passive growth? I know that I do. Um, also, you can find us on social media at Love Thy Nerd on all the major platforms. Um, and on Love Thy Nerd Radio, LTN Radio, each and every Friday morning, this show is playing right in your ear holes. And uh, you can find that by going to ltnonair.com or by downloading the Live 365 app and searching for LTN Radio. Once again, I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And we'll catch you next week on another episode of Church Nerds. And as always, if no one else tells you this today, I promise that it's true. Jesus loves you, nerd.